Welcome back to What Do You Want to Watch, the show hosted by myself, Nathan English, and David Dirks. And we got more NFL talk because, of course, we have more NFL talk. Football season is upon us, and we're going to be making some predictions. We made predictions last week, but this time we're going to do player awards. So Mm. way too early. Haven't even seen the entirety of the preseason yet, but we're going to tell you who's going to win MVP. Mm-hmm. So take that with a grain of salt and and get your wallets ready because we're going to be telling you betting lines too. So mm. you can go to Vegas and place these bets because uh, that's important. We're going to try to make you money on this podcast. So you better stick around and listen. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Let's get into it. David, NFL, way too early NFL awards predictions. We got we got a whole slew of awards to go through. Comeback player of the year, defensive player of the year, offensive player of the year, offensive and defensive rookie of the year. And finally, the most prestigious player award we can give is the MVP. That is the Nickelodeon most valuable player trophy given out at the Nickelodeon mm. game. No, I'm Word. kidding. Um, oh, actually, I think it'd be fun if we could predict that. Uh, Mitch Trubisky again, hopefully. Two Do we even know what that MVP. game is? No. The, I mean, there's no way to tell now, but who... No. David, give me a team that you think is most likely to play in the Nickelodeon playoff game. Bro, I think they just keep putting the Bears in. I want I want Mitchell Trubisky to be like a 10-time MVP. And he's no not on the Bears anymore. He's not... He's, oh my he's gosh, Steelers. that's true. That you... <laughs> So the Steelers. So it's going to be the Steelers. No, he was on the Bills. He's now on the Steelers. Dog, he's moving around so much. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Uh, I don't even journey. I I really don't know. Do you know if there's like an actual system to that picking, or is it like is it random? Uh, the system that I think is the least interesting playoff game normally is the one that gets thrown there. It seems like so. I don't. I think the Steelers could be involved in it. You know, I I think that could be a team that would slide into a seven seed and make a make a Nickelodeon playoff game appearance. I, I would be excited by that. It's probably gonna be another I NFC uh, playoff game. If I, you're you're right. It probably will Just be think NFC. About it. Think about it. We we're, we're thinking the Bills get the one seed, Chiefs get the two seed, which means they play the seven seed. You really think they're gonna put? Chiefs and Mahomes in a, in a Nickelodeon game. You know what well, I mean? Like CBS is going to want that or something. I mean, that's true. But, well, it does do the simulcast thing. But you've also got to think about, like, if they're trying to attract kids, kids play Madden. Kids aren't playing Madden with sucky teams. You know, kids are playing Madden with Mahomes. Yeah. So so maybe maybe Mahomes is in MVP. Maybe maybe that will happen. I don't, I don't think they have – I don't think they have a line on that in Vegas. But Does I, Tom Brady I, have an MVP? Yeah, I don't think so. No, exactly. So Mitchell Trubisky is technically, you know, up there with the greatest quarterbacks of all time. One of the only ones to have an MVP. Hey. Uh, I, I don't know how you can compete with, with that. Mm. Something Tom Brady will probably never achieve. So Correct. there's that. All right. Let, let's, let's get into it. Let's, let's start from the bottom, essentially, and work our way up. I, I don't know if this is the least valuable player award, but I, it's one of the least fun, I think, to predict and that's comeback player of the year. Um, so, uh, David, I'm just going to read off these lines that we have. So right now, the odds-on favorite for comeback player of the year is Derrick Henry uh, at plus 350. Jameis Winston is plus 500. Christian McCaffrey is plus 700. Daniel Jones is plus 900. Baker Mayfield is also plus 900. 
And I included this six one just to show how absolutely stupid this is. Deshaun Watson is plus 1,000. I don't see any way, no matter what happens, Deshaun Watson could come out and throw for 5,000 yards and 55 touchdowns. I don't think the NFL is ever going to give him an award. They definitely no. don't want him to stand up on a stage and represent them. So I would say Deshaun Watson is out. Yeah. David, what, who are you looking at? Who do you think is, is going to win this award? Hmm. I think – First, I'll share kind of my dark horse. I think dark horse could be Jameis Winston uh, at the helm of this New Orleans Saints position with some really, really good skill positions. And, and we've seen him play in the past. He, he can get yards. He can get touchdowns. Obviously, with his problem we've seen is he also uh, has interceptions along with that. But he can he throw the ball downfield. He forgets where the middle field. linebacker is. Well, yeah. But he can throw the ball downfield, right? We've seen him throw for 30-plus touchdowns in a season and, and do it. So I, I think that might be a possibility. But I think, uh, really, this is probably Derrick Henry or Christian McCaffrey's for the taking. Um, and I, I think initially I might lean Derrick Henry, but, like, now with Baker at the helm of the Panthers, like, I just think that a load's going to be taken off uh, Christian McCaffrey's shoulders. He won't have to make the play, have to, you know, on third down, catch that uh, out of the backfield, this or that. I think Baker's going to lift the load a little bit for him. So I, I, I think – there's a chance McCaffrey stays healthy because he's not being overused. And I think there's a chance he could, he could win that, but you know, that plus three fifty on Derrick Henry does look good. I don't know. What do you think? So I, I was looking at this. Um, and I think this is the one where you, this is one that is a lot of it is based off of obviously stats, right? You're, you're looking at stats and stuff, but, but really I think what you're looking at is narrative. Uh, what you're mm -hmm. looking at is storyline uh, that that's who's winning these historically. So AP comeback player of the year, just to read you the one last year, it was Joe Burrow, obviously coming off of the torn ACL the year before it was Alex Smith coming off of that horrific, horrific leg injury mm. before it was Ryan Tannehill, who was kind of a good story with the Titans. Then Andrew Luck, Keenan Allen was coming off an injury. Jordy Nelson, Eric Berry was obviously coming back mm. from, from cancer. Wow. Um, yeah. so I think m the majority of these awards have been given out in the past for story, for storylines. Um, and I think that if you're looking through that lens, I think Jameis fits best in my estimation and is the most fun and is the one I'm going to go with. Um, yeah. and I'll, I'll give you a couple of reasons. First of all, I don't think it'll be Christian McCaffrey because what are the chances that Christian McCaffrey plays 17 games this season? Yeah, they're low. Uh, I, I would say very low. So if you get injured again, I don't know that your comeback player of the year status is, is really valid anymore. Second, Derrick Henry, the favorite. Um, Henry is getting up there in age. He, he's, he's sniffing the, the high 20s, low 30s range, which is traditionally the end of – definitely the end of the prime of most running backs, but kind of towards the end of the career of a lot um, of running backs. And I just think Jameis, like you said, is poised with the skill position players in New Orleans that if he can stay healthy, um, coming off a, a, a pretty bad injury from last year, if he can stay healthy, I think that he has a chance to put up some pretty big numbers. Um, we also, you know, now get Jameis, who has had LASIK eye surgery and apparently can see now, which is insane that he's been that playing linebacker in the, Come on. in the NFL. Yeah, and hasn't been able to see. So I, I, that's what I'm basing it off of. And I, also, I, I just kind of want to root for Jameis because he's fun. He's funny. Like, he's one of the objectively funniest players in the sport to watch and to root for because Jameis is 
just the epitome of uh, either the play is going to be amazing or it's going to be the worst thing you've ever seen. You know, yeah. he's going to he's going to spin out of two tackles and make a miraculous 35 yard pass down the middle. Or he's going to spin out of two tackles, run towards the sideline, try to throw across his body and just drop it right in the middle linebacker's hands for a pick six. Um, But I'm betting that Jameis has matured a little bit and will be more on the side of of throwing touchdowns rather than picks. So I'm going to go with him. Um, I think Baker could have a good chance outside if I'm picking like a dark horse candidate just because of the narrative surrounding him right now. Mm -hmm. I think everybody with the exception of probably some Browns fans are, are on Baker's side. He's kind of been the player rallied around, you know, he wasn't great. A lot of people didn't like him. He was pretty unpopular for a while, but he was kind of so mistreated by the Browns that he's become a favorite player in the NFL. And I think that if the Panthers can put together a solid season coming off two pretty abysmal ones, then absolutely he'll get consideration for that award as well, because the quarterback gets the credit for the team's success. Yeah. Well, you just said it. Uh, that was my next kind of point of like, man, if we're if if these top three guys, Henry, uh, Winston, and we'll say McCaffrey, just for odds' sake, uh, right, are, are doing well, have similar stats. Which way is the league gonna lean? And I think it's towards the quarterback, right? The quarterback. Uh, it's a quarterback league. It's a quarterback favored league, and I think really any award is a quarterback uh, heavy uh, award, except you know obviously defensive player of the year. Uh, so yeah, I, I agree with you in that last point, especially like yeah I think Winston is a good pick for this now obviously if he just plays very poorly we'll know pretty quickly that that won't be the case but uh, are we wanting to kind of cement our uh James Winston comeback player of the year pick here I mean I'm submitting it for me I don't, I don't want to speak for you I I will to your point what you just said um so the last four winners of comeback player of the year have been a quarterback and with the exception and Dating all the way, so dating all the way back to 2008, there have only been four players, Rob Gronkowski, Eric Berry, Jordy Nelson, and Keenan Allen, who have won the award and were not um, quarterbacks. So that that just tells you the way that the voters lean, the way that the league leans a lot of times. Um, and yeah, I think that that's pretty... that's pretty fair, especially with Jameis also coming off of an injury as well. Um, helps. It's not like they just had a bad season. He he was hurt, taken out, and we had to watch Taysom Hill. And boy was that Ooh. boy was that an experience for everybody. Yeah, uh, they they they're paying him a lot of money for pretty subpar uh, production. I feel like, but that's okay. That can be another podcast, I guess. <laughs> Worst contracts in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> y- yeah, you could you could <laughs> say that. Yeah, I would but, agree. No, you know, I, I'll uh. Yeah, I'll jump on that. You, you've convinced me, and you make really good points. Also, yeah, you're right. I am cheering for Jameis. Like, you just want to cheer for his success, and uh, unless you're an NFC fan, then you're probably just tired of seeing the Saints. But uh, nonetheless, uh, I, I'll submit my Jameis Winston comeback player of the year pick. All right. All right, so we both we both clocked Jameis in there. Um, Jameis, one of one, has a kind of cult following, I guess, uh, especially on Twitter as well so you know it's got a passionate fan base that's got to help all right let's move on to i I actually want to go to the rookies next um so let's go to defensive rookie of the year uh just to give everybody the odds again uh the favorite is aiden hutchinson at plus 500 
Kayvon Thibodeau plus 550, Trayvon Walker plus 700, Kyle Hamilton plus 900, and Quay Walker plus 900. David, for me, this pick was kind of easy. I just went chalk here. What are you thinking? Yeah, I think I've been seeing Aiden Hudson play a little bit with the in these preseason games, and he uh, he he came out came, came out on fire and was playing well. Um, I uh, right, we've seen one preseason game, so this one might be tough just to know um, really what because you know you never know what these first round picks will do if they're going to be bust or not, mm-hmm. uh, but. We saw Aiden Hutchinson in college, and uh, just from what I saw in that first game, I think Aiden might be the pick for this one. Yeah, I I think I would agree. This one, these the rookie ones are the hardest to pick because we've literally not really yeah. seen any anybody play. I would say that it's easier to win awards like this as a pass rusher, at least in in my estimation, just because it's it's tangible your stats, everybody loves sacks. That's like the, that's like the defensive stat that everybody loves to, to kind of follow. And, you know, Hutchinson's probably going to get a lot of those as well. And he's going to be playing against some high profile quarterbacks, um, getting to play Aaron Rodgers twice a year and possibly sack Aaron Rodgers, you know, three or four times. Well, I I think that's just going to help him. I I do. So, well, so, it, yeah, it can be noted, agree. too, that Hudson was actually the highest-graded first-round rookie defender from week one of the preseason, had an 88-flat uh, uh, pro football focus grade out of 100. So that's pretty good. Um, and I think, I mean, just from what we've seen, I think Lions drafts pretty well in, in, in Aiden Hutchinson. So we'll have to see. I mean, you think you think there's anybody else, you know, from what we just know very little, is there anybody else that might sniff that, you think? Um, I, I was kind of looking at Trayvon Walker a little bit. Um, but no, I, I just don't, I don't, I'm not going to lie to you. I do not know a lot about the defensive rookies. Um, mm. I, I don't pay a lot of attention to draft stuff, preseason stuff. If the chiefs aren't specifically looking at guys, um, and Hutchinson was obviously the most high profile guy. So I, I think, first of all, I think that you have to pick somebody from D line or, uh, linebacker here just historically with how the award's been given out. Last year, it was Micah Parsons. The year before that, Chase Young, Nick Bosa, Darius Leonard, Marshawn Lattimore was a corner, Joey Bosa, Marcus Peters, Aaron Donald, Sheldon Richardson, Luke Keekley, Vaughn Miller, and Dominican Sue, Brian Cushing. So I, I've gone all the way back to 2009, and I said two people that were in the secondary. So mm-hmm. I, I think you have to kind of focus on um, j- just – edge rushers, linebackers, guys that are going to get more stats, right? Because your cornerbacks, sometimes a great corner or a great safety is not getting a lot of stats, not getting a lot of stuff on the books because people don't want to throw at him. You know, Mm -hmm. Darrell Revis is a famous example of that. Um, Wasn't necessarily considered a ball hawk, but was such a shutdown quarter that nobody wanted to throw at the guy. Mm -hmm. Um, So stats are what people are going to look at. I think Hutchinson has a good chance with the Lions, especially with the Lions team that may not be that good. They're going to rely on him a lot defensively to put up some production to to rush the passer. So I I, I think it's a good safe bet to go with the the favorite here. Yeah, you make a good point. Like as an an edge rusher, he's going to be in every single play. But as a cornerback or safety, the camera might not even – you may not even be in frame on half the plays, you know, Uh, which – when you think about it, makes them even more impressive, like Marshawn Lattimore, Marcus Peters, guys were able to win, you know, defensive rookie of the year, 
when that's just the case of not getting nearly as much coverage as these edge rushers. So. And you look specifically with Peters, the reason that he won that was because of interceptions. Like that's mm-hmm. the way you have to make, that's the way you have to make your name as, as a corner. If you want to get recognized on these kind of player of the year awards, is you got to be a ball hawk. You, you really just have to be that kind of guy. So, and he was that, but I, I, it's hard to judge who can be that. That's something you just get a sense of when guys start playing. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I like that. Let's uh, pencil in aid. We'll see. Come on. Okay. Let's let's move on to offensive rookie of the year. David, tell me who you're who you're thinking right now. Dude, I don't know. Kenny Pickett looked pretty good um, with his opening uh, kind of opening game with the uh, Steelers. I, I didn't know what to expect. Obviously, like a rookie quarterback, you just never know. Um, and he came out pretty good. He went 13 for 15, 95 yards, and two tutties. First drive, he was 5 for 5, 33 yards, a touchdown, and a two-point conversion. Like, that's pretty good. First mm-hmm. ever, like, in-game. You say what you want about preseason. He's a rookie. This is his first NFL. And uh, I don't know. I, I, that's As a Chiefs fan, it's like, great. I don't want the Steelers to be good again. But, you know, he yeah. looked pretty good. Second half stats, he completed 86.7% of his – uh, passes. So I think even just with one game under the belt, Kenny's looking pretty good. Yeah. I, I, I always hesitate to pick quarterbacks in this just because I think it's, this is the one award where um, I, I, I don't know that quarterbacks are at a disadvantage, but I don't think they're necessarily at an advantage recently. Um, I think this is just a, a a one where a w- rookie can just go off at a skill position and kind of get the award. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've had two quarterbacks in the past three years win it, but Jamar Chase obviously won it this past year. Justin Herbert before that, Kyler Murray before that, and then Saquon, Alvin Kamara, Dak Prescott, Todd Gurley, Odell Beckham, Eddie Lacy. Um, the way I was evaluating Kenny Pickett, I think is, is probably at the top of the list for me, but I really like Drake London and also Brees Hall. Uh, and let me tell you why. First of all, Brees Hall is the Jets rookie running back, and the Jets quarterback just got hurt, okay? Uh, so, you know, say what you want about about Zach Wilson. They're probably were going to throw the ball more with him than they will under Joe Flacco when Joe mm-hmm. Flacco is running the show for the Jets. Um, and I think that just gives Brees Hall an opportunity to really kind of carry the load. Um, the Jets have have kind of revamped their offensive line in some ways. And I think that if they have a decent offensive line, he'll have the chance to be kind of one of those great stats, bad team guys, which I think helps you in awards like this. You know, Mm -hmm. if the Jets aren't very good, but Brees Hall ends the season with, you know, 1,700 yards and 14 touchdowns, people are going to be looking at him like, wow, this is a rookie that really made an impact. Um, And then Drake London, this is all just based off of what I saw and essentially one game he played at USC. Um, Dude just seems like he's unguardable Mm. on the outside. He's big. He's so big. He's big. He's physical. He can catch anything that gets near him. USC was pretty much – they might as well not have had other receivers on the field because he was getting targeted almost every single passing play. Um, And he could be another guy that – the Falcons have one of the worst rosters in the league, I think. Um, but he does have a, a semi-veteran quarterback in Marcus Mariota throwing 
the ball to him. And I think that he just has the chance to win because they're just going to try to lean on him for offensive production. He goes in there. They don't have Calvin Ridley, obviously, this year. So he can go in there and be maybe the best receiver already, the best receiving option, uh, you know, aside from their, their standout tight end. Uh, and, and I think London can can go in and do that. So I'm actually going to go with him here. I think back-to-back receiver picks is what I'm going to take. I don't fully expect this to happen, but I think it'd be really cool um, if it does. And again, Drake London, big physical can yeah. catch. So uh, I will say this, this, I don't know, this may not change your answer. He did get injured in that first game and he hurt, hurt a knee, but apparently based on what I'm seeing, it, it isn't like he should be back for the regular season uh tweaked mm-hmm. it um so yeah that could be just kind of a you know took a hard hit weird twist but i just didn't know if you knew that or not i, I think this is pretty fresh yeah so. i i did i did see something about that when i was breaking stuff down today um it, it caused a little pause but i don't know i'm leaning towards him being such a big physical guy that he'll be fine taking hits like yeah. that and that they're probably just doing that out of caution you know no need mm-hmm. to hurt your first round star wide receiver uh, any further. So let's just be careful with him. That's kind of what I'm yeah. seeing, but I could be wrong yeah. about that. All right. That was, that was rookies. Uh, we covered David. So you're sticking with Kenny, Kenny Pickett there for. Yeah, I, I think so. I'll, I'll stick with it. We'll, we'll be different. We don't have to agree on every single pick. That's so. true. That's true. All right. Let's um, let's go to defensive player of the year. Now, uh, this one, I think, was the most difficult for me to pick because all these guys are insane in, in the top mm-hmm. five here. Uh, so we got Miles Garrett, Aaron Donald, TJ Watt, Micah Parsons, and Nick Bosa are the top five. Garrett and Donald had the same odds. Both are plus 650. Watt is plus 700. Parsons is plus 900. And Nick Bosa is plus 1,200. David, what do you think in here? It, for some reason, it... it I'm not to pick Aaron Donald. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. Because I feel like every year since 2017 and, the, you know, three of those years he won it, but the other two, he was in the conversation to win it, you know? Um, but I, I think, I think I might be different, right? So Aaron Donald, right. They, what the Rams just won a Super Bowl. Um, they may not have a hangover, but I don't think they'll be as fired fired up and uh, dominant as they were last year. TJ Watt won it uh, in 2021 with the Steelers. I'm going to give it to Miles Garrett. I feel like he's close every year. I feel like he's in that conversation. Um, and I don't know what would happen this year, right, to put him above TJ Watt or Aaron Donald. Um, but, man, he, Miles Garrett is just so big, and I think he can dominate. Uh, and so I think just for sake of – giving him a chance and changing it up. I think, I think I'm going to pick miles Garrett as my defensive player of the year. Yeah. I, I like that pick. Um, like you said, miles Garrett has been kind of, kind of sniffing the top has been long considered one of the three or four best defenders in the league, but hasn't ever reached that status to your point about Aaron, not picking Aaron Donald being a crime. He has won three of the last five um, NFL defensive player of the years. Remember that wild, stretch after they won the super bowl where he was like i might just retire and we were all like huh and sean McVay said the same thing right yeah that was i I don't know if that was i don't know what that was that was strange but they're coming back um i looked at aaron donald 
I, I also really, really liked Miles Garrett. I think he deserves to be the favorite here. But I'm going to go even outside of that. And I'm going to give you a, a little guy, a little man called Micah Parsons. Uh, Micah Parsons is the epitome of dude that is everywhere when you're playing him on defense. Um, it, it is impossible not to see him. He quickly, he, last year, obviously, won defensive rookie of the year, was easily by far the best defender on that team. And I, I'm just looking for him to take a step up. You know, last year he had uh, 13 sacks. I, I think he could capitalize on that. And I also think he's going to get helped out by tackles. You know, uh, 84 tackles last year, 64 solo. I think that that combination will help him stats-wise. And he's on the Cowboys, the team that's going to get the most media attention. Um, and I think people are kind of craving something a little different. And, and I think that he, his play style lends itself to that um, because Garrett and Donald play the same position and play it in very similar ways. Both are guys with exceptional strength that move with surprising speed. Um, and I think that you could classify Parsons in that outlet, but he's kind of a more of a utility guy on the defense is where he's, he can rush the passer, but he can also drop back in coverage. He's also matching up against your running back and the primary, you know, defender getting through the hole and trying to make tackles in the backfield, not having to worry about necessarily digging down in the trenches all the time. And I just think that he's poised for just a build on top of that great rookie season. So I'm going to go Michael Parsons here. I got you. I mean, looking at these odds, which is probably not surprising. Uh, all of these guys, I mean, Micah Parsons is pretty much this. It, they're on the line, D-line in the trenches. Uh, is Do you see anybody like a Marshawn Lattimore or a J.C. Jackson, Zavin Howard, Jalen Ramsey, uh, Denzel Ward? You, you think Tyron Matthew, Justin – like you think there's a, any possibility you see someone outside of the D-line winning this? I think you just have to do so much more um, for that to be a real consideration. I, I think it's, which is not, I, I don't know that that's necessarily fair, but it's kind of like the thing we were talking about with, with rookie of the year. Uh, I think you just have to do so, so much more in order to win that. You know, the last guy to win in the secondary was Stefan Gilmore won in 2019. Um, but Gilmore was like undoubtedly far and away the best at his position. And I think that's what you have to do to win it in that in that area because before him the next guy in the secondary that won it was Troy Polamalu in 2010 so only twice in the last 11 years has there been a guy in the secondary winning this award you just have to be insane you have to be generational and I don't know that any of those guys are especially even in their prime like you you could tell me Jalen Ramsey three or four years ago would compete but I don't know if you're telling me Jalen Ramsey now yeah. is going to especially um, after a Super Bowl year also, personally, don't don't really like Jalen Ramsey. Um, he's great. He's a great player, but I don't want to root for him, so I'm not going to pick him to win this. Um, I, I, I think he's very effective at what he does, which is getting your team, if you're playing against him, getting you to hate him. And, and he succeeded in that in a lot of ways. Um, but I just don't see a guy coming out and being the far and away best player in order to win that award. I mean, you think about... Ed Reed won it and Troy Polamalu won it. And those are two of the five best safeties we've ever had play. Yeah. Um, 
And Gilmore won it because he was far and away the best defensive player on his team, but also easily the best at his position and was universally praised. And I don't know if we have a guy like that in the secondary right now. I mean, Gilmore's still in the league, but he's fallen off. So yeah, he's, he's getting pretty old. Yeah. 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 I'll go with, I'll go with Garrett. Yeah. I think you just have to – you have to go with somebody yeah. that plays in the trenches a lot of the time. And obviously so. he wants it. I mean, I think he sees Aaron Donald, T.J. Watt, Aaron Donald, T.J. Watt. That it, I think he's. I think that'll help. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, he probably feels like he's been disrespected. But could have a Russell Wilson complex where every year the narrative is, oh, uh, he's been disrespected, uh, nobody ever believes in him, and like eight games in you're crowning Russell Wilson MVP, and it's ridiculous how he doesn't have a vote. And then by the end you're like, nope, it makes sense why Russell Wilson yeah. – yeah. yeah. So. I agree. All right. Let Let's move on to the the everybody's favorite side of the ball, I guess. It's offensive player of the year, essentially MVP runner up at this point is what this award is, or MVP, but we're gonna give it to a skill position guy because we can't actually have him win the actual MVP. Last year it was Cooper Cup. Right now, looking through the. The betting lines that we have, Jonathan Taylor plus 900, Cooper Cup plus 900, Derrick Henry plus 1,200, Debo Samuel plus 1,200, and Devontae Adams plus 1,400. David, who are you thinking for this award? This one's tough. Um, I think you made a good point with like an MVP runner-up, but also since a quarterback's going to win MVP, we also need the best skill player to win this. And like if you look in the past, like I think that's been the case because it's been like, Receiver, running back, receiver, quarterback, running back, quarterback, quarterback, running back. Quarter, like it, this one's has the most parity, I feel like, between quarterback and skill positions. Um, you know, of course, it'd be kind of cool if like a tight end won it. That's probably never going to happen. I feel like the years that Kelsey's has had or Gronk have had, and if they haven't won it, then it's just not going to happen. But that's a side mm-hmm. note. Um, but I don't know. This this is tough. Um, yeah, Cup won it last year. Derrick Henry won it in 2020. Michael Thomas in 19, and then Mahomes won it in 18 with the MVP award, which uh, that when that hadn't happened in a long. When's the last time that had happened? When I don't think that those... I don't think that ever really happens. Um, that was the Mahomes season where he almost there was a there was a time in the season where it looked like he was going to break the touchdown record. I think is why that one that one mm-hmm. occurred. But it it doesn't really happen outside of that very often. Ryan Ryan did it. Newton did it. Actually. You know, it used to happen a lot. I think the last couple of years they have gotten away from it. So right. Patrick Mahomes did it. Matt Ryan did it when he won MVP. Cam Newton did it when he won MVP. Uh, Peyton Manning did it when he won MVP. And Peterson did it when he won MVP as well. So maybe it's the last couple of years, but I feel like they've kind of tried to separate yeah. now um, and give it to the skill position guy that's in the MVP race but wasn't ever going to win because he's not a quarterback. Yeah, uh, but to answer your question, because this is tough, um, it's just, this may hurt to say this, but honestly, just seeing, you know, maybe the best receiver, um, going to this Raiders team, uh, I think Devontae Adams could be, be in position to win this just depending on their connection, his connection between Derek Carr and, um, we've seen Devontae play and he's a phenomenal receiver. And again, could be, he could be number one. If you argued that he's the best, I, I would listen to you. Um, so I think right now Devontae Adams is sticking out to me and just their, their college connection helps as well. They're, they they know each other and, and are good friends off the field, which helps that chemistry and that camaraderie on camaraderie on the field. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think right now I'm settling at Devontae Adams, even though he's 
fifth on the list, sixth on the list at plus 1,400. I think he's looking good for that. Yeah. Um, I have two picks for this. I have the pick that's the smart, sensible guy that's going to probably win, and then I have the pick, the dark horse pick. Uh, I'll give my smart, sensible one first, and I'm actually going to agree with you. That's that's the one I want to take, Devontae Adams. I think what you said, um, first of all, there's always fatigue um, in the league. So I think Cooper Cup trying to win it back-to-back will be very difficult because Especially- if he has a similar type season to a guy like Devontae Adams or Debo yeah. Samuel, I think they'll give the nod to the other player over him because he's already won the award. Especially um, with all that bush light from celebrating the Super Bowl, he's going to be a little yeah. heavier. No so. kidding. He was he was going hard. He deserved it. He was insane. Uh, and I, I like Jonathan Taylor, but I don't know if his team's going to be good enough to get enough attention um, as well. So I, I think I'm going to agree with you and Devontae Adams and that, that hookup. I think especially if Oakland has one of those surprise seasons, not necessarily surprise, but I don't think a lot of people are picking them to win the West. And, you know, with the Russell Wilson coming in and also Justin Herbert on the Chargers, weirdly enough, Oakland, a very good Oakland team is now considered like far and away the fourth best team in the, in the division by many people. And I think that if they exceed those expectations and Devonta Adams is a big part of that, then he can absolutely get enough attention to win. Uh, and let me give real quick, you real quick. No, go ahead. I think we, we both just said this. We both call them the Oakland Raiders. I just realized that Vegas, my bad. Yeah. yeah we're I so used to that. that all the time. Okay. Well, Vegas but, Raiders. Um, yeah, I apologize for the first 19 years of my life. They were in, in Oakland. Um, yeah. And then before that, people will call them the Los Angeles Raiders. So, yeah. so but sorry, continue. Yeah. So I think, I think that is a good, a good note, David, and a, and a good pick on that part. And then the one that my dark horse candidate who was at plus 4,000, I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey. And let me tell you why mm. there's no Tyreek Hill. Mm. The years that Travis came on and was really getting recognized as one of the best receiving tight ends in the league, he always had Tyreek Hill as a foil. And, and there was always that it, there was always that kind of give and pull of the, it was a two-headed monster. It was both of them were responsible for how open the other one was getting. And I think this last year, Travis really showed that he was the more consistent player. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And one of the five best targets in the league, just a guy you would love to throw to. And I think should have cemented himself as the best tight end in the league. If you if you would say Darren Waller, I, I would I would listen because Darren Waller does not have the kind of quarterback play. I mean, not Carr is not a bum, but Derek Carr is not Patrick Mahomes. So I, I would mm-hmm. listen to that. I, I will not entertain George Kittle arguments. Dude does not play enough to be the best tight end in the league. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it. Maybe at his peak, he's better than Kelsey, but he doesn't play consistently. But I think they're going to lean on Kelsey a lot more in this offense this year. Uh, obviously, they have new receivers. They got Juju. They, they've got some draft picks. Uh, they also picked up Valdez Gantling um, and maybe be looking at the running backs. But initially, I think Kelsey is still going to be Mahomes' safety target, the guy that gets you know, the most catches. And I think that he has a chance with Hill's production leaving to kind of swallow some of that up as well. And if he posts another stellar year and the Chiefs are really good, um, he would never – Mahomes would obviously get more praise before him, but I don't think Mahomes would win Offensive Player of the Year again. So I'm going to take Kelsey as a dark horse candidate to win this award. I like that. I love that. And, and you talk about a, a narrative like, right, Hill's gone. What are the Chiefs going to do? Kelsey takes the mantle. A tight end's never won this. Why not Kelsey? Like, you can just see that starting. Like, if, if he posts 1,400 
if he posts 1,100, 1,200, 1,300, you know, receiving yards this year, you, you'll start to see that. Like, wow, the Chiefs, what a story of the Chiefs being able to figure it out. Wow, actually, a tight end's never won Offensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. What if we picked Kelsey because the impact he's had on this team? Like, I could see that. I, uh, and, and honestly, it, it may have to be this year or never because he's only getting older. And we saw that last year, uh, being smarter with the hits he was taking. And when he was getting hit, we saw him get up. Every hard hit he took, he got up pretty slow last year. Uh, so I think his body's wearing down. Um, but, no, I, I love that pick. And, obviously, as a Chiefs fan, I love that pick. But, like, why not a tight end? Mm-hmm. And I think – I don't even have to look. He's definitely the highest uh, tight end, you know, has the best best odds of winning that. George Kittle's at plus 5,000. And then – I wonder where Waller's at. Does Waller yeah. even make the list? Maybe not. I'm getting past eight plus eight thousand. I'm not seeing another. Mark Andrews. I forgot about Mark. He's very good. Plus eight thousand. Kyle Pitts plus eight thousand. So Waller didn't even make it. That's odd. No. So yeah, that's that would be a cool story. And you know, if you're not a Chiefs fan, you may hate that just because you know he's a Chiefs player and you may not like that. But I mean, it's definitely huh. at least motivated in part by being a homer pick. But I think for a long time, Travis Kelsey has really just been a big receiver. You know, yeah. that's that's kind of in his narrative. He's a lot of people, whether they they won't give Travis Kelsey his flowers for for being the best tight end in the league. But almost everybody will admit that Travis Kelsey is the best route running tight end and receiving tight end in the league. The knock against him is the blocking, which I would argue isn't a huge part of the Chiefs offense is him blocking. So that's why mm-hmm. he, he doesn't really have. I think he can do it if he has to, but it's not what they ask him to do. But, yeah, I, I like Kelsey as kind of a dark horse here. So. Yeah, come on. Oh, that'd be high. That'd be kind of cool, actually. would be really cool to have him be the first tight end ever to win the award. And the Chiefs and would I, have two of the yeah. what, five or six greatest tight ends in NFL history who played long stretches on their team. So Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be insane. It's going to be a sad day when he retires, but just enjoy it while we can, right? Yeah, no kidding. All right. Final award. The one everybody's been waiting for. The one that only can go to a quarterback. Uh, the top six guys on this list are quarterbacks. I, I didn't look, but I would imagine like 15 of the top 20 guys are quarterbacks. Um, yeah, hold on. Let me just go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. 14 deep is how far you get before you get to a non-quarterback. And that is Derek Henry's, the first non-quarterback on the list at plus 4,000. He is tied with Trevor Lawrence in odds. Um, whoever is yeah. betting Trevor Lawrence to win MVP, you got a lot of faith yeah. in that and that boy and, and the opposite of faith in Urban Meyer, which I guess I would agree with. So the top six, Josh Allen plus 650, Patrick Mahomes plus 750, Tom Brady plus 800, kind of surprised by that one, Aaron Rodgers plus 850, Justin Herbert plus 900, and Joe Burrow plus 1200. I would flop Joe and Tom. I don't that doesn't really make sense to me. There must be a lot of people putting money on Tom thinking this is going to be his last ride. And that's why the line is like that. Mm. But I, I don't see it. I don't see a season where Tom Brady is higher in MVP votes than Joe Burrow right now, but I could be wrong. So David, who are you thinking for this award? Yeah, I, I think I agree. I don't see Tom. I honestly don't see Aaron now, right? I'm down Aaron Rodgers, but when you lose Devontae, that's a huge hit. And I know, like, well, why not Mahomes? He lost Hill, but he still has one of the greatest tight ends. 
and good production around him and Juju and Scantling that we've been able to take uh, from other mm-hmm. teams and, and, and drafting. But like, man, the Packers didn't sign any big name free agent receivers or trade for any receivers or so that just worries me with Aaron. Um, Watch will probably prove me wrong. Also, um, he won the past two. So you got to think there's going to be a little yeah. fatigue. Winning three in a row is not likely, I would say, at all. Yeah. Um, and even I'm looking like, back, Brett Favre is the only person that I'm seeing that has done that before, mm-hmm. that won three consecutively. So, Well, like even with – even you, you know, Brett Favre did this, but even if him playing super well, because I think he's won it two times in a row, they're going to try to find someone else. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's the um, LeBron It's the LeBron thing in the NBA is like LeBron could win MVP every other year for the prime of his career, but people were tired of giving it to LeBron, so they decided to give it to other people. Yeah, yeah. This is tough, right? Because it's hard because like it, you almost like sense bias in, in this, uh, in this um, pick. I, I think – I think my top three, I'll just say top three, and then I'll choose one. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and then really I do think Justin Herbert is my number three right there. I think he just has such a big arm, uh, and he can, uh, as we've seen for the most part, he can make like the big play when Mm -hmm. the Chargers need him to. He can put the ball on the spot. I I think I'm going with Josh Allen uh, for my MVP pick. Um, I want to go Mahomes, um, but trying to avoid bias. And, like, yeah, we saw that first drive against the Bears, stars on stars. But I think there's going to be a first six games or so going to be a bit of adjusting. Like, it's he's played his entire career with Tyreek Hill. And I think, naturally, you're just going to have some kinks and some rust um, that you're going to have to work out. So, man, Josh Allen, I, I think, is a very good quarterback and. People are liking his story. Broken heart in the playoffs last year. Such a good guy. The Buffalo Bills. Why not him? You know. And uh, mm-hmm. so I think Allen. I think Allen's my pick. Mahomes does have a good story too, though. Lost Tyreek. People doubting him, and he still was able to do it. You know, clearly Mahomes is the driving the Chiefs, not the people around him. So that that would also be a good story. But I think, uh, and I'll go with Josh. Yeah, I think I'm kind of there with you. Um, but screw it, I'm gonna say Patrick Mahomes. Go, uh, come on. Come I on. think that Josh is the is the definite head pick, and probably it seems that everybody wants that to happen. Yeah. You know yeah. that it seems like he's the favorite, not just because people expect him to have the best season, but people want him to have the best season. People want him to succeed, and and I I can see that. I think Allen, like you said, great guy, great competitor you know, would be the best quarterback in the AFC if there wasn't a person named Patrick Mahomes. But there is. Um, And I think that, you know, I'm going to make a bold prediction here that could very easily be wrong, but I I think that the the slow down, you know, out of the gate is not going to happen for Mahomes. I expect him to come out like a shotgun, like that 2018 season. And I think it's because of the expectations of – uh, have been lowered for him in a sense because of the not having Tyreek, but also the Joe Burrow owns you narrative um, and him getting disrespected and not being considered the best player in, in his conference. Whenever every time they played an important game, he has beat Josh Allen head to head every mm-hmm. time. Now you can say in the regular season, the, the bills won. They, so they beat him once, but you know, Mahomes has beaten him in the playoffs. And I think that Mahomes comes out with that chip 
And there's a little bit of Mahomes fatigue right now. And I think that Allen being the front runner may help Mahomes because he Mahomes has been the front runner, I think, for a while. Even though he's not winning the award, he's been long considered the best quarterback in the league. And now that Allen is is kind of moving in on that territory and a lot of people are putting Allen in because they're tired of Mahomes, I think that lights a fire under him. And I think we could see a, a season where the first six games Mahomes has 23 touchdowns and, and is really trying to trying to compete. And I think obviously he'll probably trail off in the end. But if this team's good, I, I don't see – if he can get a number one seed with this Chiefs team, I don't I don't see a way where that doesn't happen. Also, he'll benefit from playing in the toughest division in football this year uh, with the best quarterback competition because he obviously gets to play Allen in the regular season. But when he matches up in, in the division, he'll be playing against guys that are also in the top 15 for MVP odds already. You know, he's going to be playing against – Justin Herbert, a guy who's on this list in fifth. He is going to be playing against Derek Carr, a guy who's kind of a dark horse candidate for this if the Raiders have a good season. And then Russell Wilson, a guy who always has the narrative of never gotten an MVP vote, but he's one of the 10 best quarterbacks of the past 20 years. How is that possible? So I think that's going to help him as well. If he can go up against and beat those guys, I think his narrative will be strong. But I'm not saying there's no chance Josh Allen will win, but I'm going to go Pat. Hey, you know, I ain't going to argue with this. You know, I'm, I'm going to support that. Come on, actually. But uh, I know, I, I mean, you do really do make a good point. I think um, we've, we saw the most pressure Mahomes has been under was right after they lost to Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. Oh, they're going to come back fired up. Oh, my gosh. The Chiefs are going to go 21-0. And that's the worst we've seen that team look. Really, those mm-hmm. first couple of games – 18, no one knew who this kid was, thought the Chiefs made a mistake picking this kid at 10, and look what we see. 19, look what we see. So I, I think Mahomes love it. Mahomes loves it. This Chiefs team loves it when people aren't talking about him. And um, and you can say, oh, every team uses whatever they can to get fired up. But, I mean, if it works, it works. And mm-hmm. so you do make good points. And, and I will, uh, you know, make a, a note to what you said about the them coming out fired up. I, I think it's possible. I think the teams have focused, you know, for four years how to stop Tyreek Hill, completely changed their defense on how to stop Tyreek Kill. And you might say now that there's not Tyreek, it's gonna be pretty easy. But I think people forget the Chiefs will have a completely different playbook now and completely brand new weapons. And I think teams are gonna have now besides Kelsey, three, four guys they're gonna be like, we know nothing about them but they could be a threat. How do we stop this? They can't use mm-hmm. what they've been using. They can't use a too high look. Please use that too high look. Mahomes tore that apart last year, you know? Um, so you, you do make good points in that, like, we don't know what this team's going to look like. And I can bet that 31 other teams really don't exactly know what this Chiefs offense is going to look like. So, yeah, we'll see. And I think this will help the narrative of Mahomes being great, just in the fact that there was a lot of, there's always been a lot of conversations going both ways of is Mahomes great or is he just playing with Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey and are Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey great or are they just playing with Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. and I think that Tyreek leaving will then help Mahomes get the narrative of okay so now he's figuring this out on his own he's only got one weapon he doesn't have the game breaker anymore he has Travis Kelsey the reliable target but he doesn't have that game breaking speed on the outside that the defense can't plan for now let's see what he can do. 
Well, I think he's going to try to show you what he can do. And I'm sure that he watches that second half of the AFC championship game. I bet he's yeah. seen it five, six times all the yeah. way through. I bet he's diagnosed plays. And I bet they're all kind of kind of feeling that and feeling like, you know, they went from slotting them in every year to, well, the Chiefs may not even win their division this year because yeah. Russell Wilson's playing for the Denver Broncos. And look how good Justin <laughs> Herbert's becoming. And Devontae Adams is on the Raiders. And I think they got to be saying, like, we've owned this division forever. We're the New England Patriots. What makes you think, like, we're like the Patriots were. What makes you think that we're going to give this up? Yeah. Uh, and this is probably yeah. wishful thinking, fully admitting that this is wishful thinking on my part. But I don't really want to pick Josh Allen here, so I'm going to pick Patrick yeah. Holmes. Well, I mean, you make a good point. Like, Kyle Brandt on Good Morning Football NFL Network, he, he's a pretty big supporter of the Buffalo Bills, and he has been. I, I don't know if that's a deeper root or, if, you know, they kind of pick a team to root for in the playoffs last year. And, and as long as I can see him uh, as, as long as I've been watching him, he's been head to head with bills and chiefs and simply in chiefs in general, he's like, it's the chiefs to win it. They've not lost this yet. So I'm not going to pick my team bills over the chiefs because the chiefs keep beating them. So until right until a team in the AFC West wins it, or until it, you know, a team like the Bengals beats the chiefs, I don't think you can pick against them. Like, mm -hmm if you're a neutral party or you're trying to make really strong points of like, man, the chiefs. Yeah. Like you said, what makes you think the chiefs are just going to give this up? Like, so I don't know. We'll see. This year is going to be more interesting than most. I think. With, uh, I think this year is the year of, of destiny. This is the year that determines whether the chiefs are really like the Patriots or whether the chiefs are more like the Packers. Hmm. So are they really like the Patriots and the fact that they have this generational quarterback and all time great and they can put the pieces around him and use great coaching and get to the dance every year and win the whole thing? Or are they like the Packers who will be good enough to make it to a championship game pretty much every year with this generational quarterback, but won't ever really have the other intangibles to get over the hump and will be the team that's, yeah, they're going to win double digit games every year, but do we not need to count on them in the playoffs? And I think this mm -hmm. is because they kind of already set the clock. The clock starts when you win that first Super Bowl, and they made it back to a second one, and they got embarrassed. So you, you're thinking, okay, well, that was just a, you know, they had to shake that off. But then they made it to an AFC championship game, and they got embarrassed again. You know, are they going to be the Packers who make it too late in the playoffs every year and get embarrassed? Or are they going to be the Patriots that turn these deep playoff runs into titles? And I think we're going to have to see that this year. And if that does happen, it's going to be on Mahomes' shoulders. So, Yeah, I completely agree. Well, that has been kind of the uh, the NFL talk, a little more NFL, and we're probably going to get a lot more NFL talk because we love football and it is starting Absolutely. up. So uh, it's been our way too early NFL predictions uh, for our awards here. Uh, thank you all for listening to episode 28 of What Do You Want to Watch? We will talk to you all later. Bye. Thank you.